Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to The Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. This is a weekly podcast where we explore working with different gifts of nature, whether it be crystals, essential oils and different plant medicine, whether it be looking at the wisdom that comes from animals or even looking up to the heavens and getting guidance from the angelic realms and from astrology as well. If this is the first episode of The Blessed Journey that you've ever listened to, I'm going to recommend that maybe go back and look at one of the episodes beforehand because this one's not going to be as cheery and I'm probably not going to be my bright, vibrant self like I normally am. For those of you that are regular listeners, this week I wanted to talk about what's really seriously weighing heavy on my heart and I'll give you a bit of a backstory of what's been happening. So the day that I'm recording this is Wednesday uh, and you'll be hearing it on the Sunday when I release it um, in a few days. Last weekend, um, my beloved cat, who is my very, you know, one of my best friends in the world, and if you know Kat, um, she's a Tonkinese. Now, often cats will go off and do their own thing for the day. Tonkinese are often referred to as dog cats because they kind of hang around you like a dog. So she's always around me, and because I work from home, she's pretty much my constant companion. She was starting to vomit and have some respiratory problems, so I took her to the vet they were concerned, and so they referred me to an emergency department um, in a different place. So I took her down there. They admitted her immediately, and basically she spent the whole weekend in um, cat hospital, where I'd get updates every few hours and talking to the different vets as I went through the different shifts. They were like, it's not looking good. So I'm starting to think from a cat that was fine a, few, a little while ago to a cat now that possibly may not make it through another night and contemplating having to possibly outlay large amounts of money or possibly have her put down, decide whether she's suffering and all those types of things. So this is what's happening to me on Sunday morning. And then I get a text message from um, a friend of mine to let me know that one of my closest friends had just passed away. She had had cancer. Um, she had decided very early on finding out that she had cancer that she only wanted to tell her family and about three select friends because she didn't want to be surrounded by sympathy and pity and she wanted to keep her life overall upbeat. So I was one of those selected friends, I was aware of it, but as far as I knew I hadn't spoken to her in a few weeks that everything was going well and fine and you know, she she had some kind of solutions and some options to pursue to help her um, get through the um, the cancer. And then I guess things went downhill. I hadn't heard from her family. I hadn't touched base with her, assuming things had been fine. Um, you know, and life gets in the way. And then a text message had said she's passed away this morning. So there I am, not just dealing with the loss of one of my best friends, but um, a friend who had, you know, always been there for me, who had lit up my life. She's one of those people that just had a 
twinkle in her eye and knew how to make everyone feel special. And, you know, she'd be talking to you and there'd be 50 people in the room, but she'd zone in on you and look you straight in the eye and she just, she was there. She gave you her full attention and she was just, the passion in her was absolutely amazing. So to suddenly have someone like that ripped from your life without knowing that that was going to happen, even having a warning or to be able to prepare that, and then also to be dealing with my cat and maybe having to make decisions on that, it was a pretty traumatic kind of, it was not a nice weekend and it was a pretty rough, it's been a pretty rough few days, which one thing I learnt, I've learned over the last few years is when it comes to issues around grief and sadness, we can either put on that brave face and carry on. And that's what I would have done maybe 10 years ago. But one thing I've learned, whether it be a grief or a sadness kind of time in your life, or whether it be um, a challenging, really angering time, when you don't, when you start to repress those, you don't deal with them, and it just kind of lingers around, kind of bubbling on the surface. And what I find that if you can let yourself drop into the rock bottom and really go there, then almost like you hit the bottom of the pool, and then you can push off with your feet and come back up. And so I gave my permission over that Sunday and that Monday and even Tuesday to really kind of just, you know, sob my eyes out whenever I could. You know, we have, I remember. We have two cats and one, Ava, the one in hospital, she was, um, you know, we ring a bell when we feed them because it makes them come wherever they are. It's a little trick I learned when I used to have outdoor cats. I'd ring a bell and they could come at any time. And, you know, my partner was going to feed Aurora, our other cat, while Ava was still in the hospital and he just rang the bell. And I'm at, in the shower at the time and just sobbing to myself. And then I decided to go for a walk on Monday. That'll be nice. Clear my head, get some fresh air. But then, you know, as you walk along, you've got nothing to think about. So basically, my I pendulum between thinking about Fern and thinking about my cat and what was happening there. The good news is, Ava is fine. Um, they found and they were an amazing team. They found some solutions. We've found the cause of the problem. Yes, there'll be surgery. Yes, it's cost a lot of money. Um, but my cat is back home. She's with her sister. She's got some interesting shave marks in her body and that type of thing, and she's a little bit sniffly, but she's going to be fine kind of thing. But I wanted to talk to you today about the process that I went through and what gifts of nature I automatically reach for during these times, and I'm still working with during these times, in a hope that, um, not that I would ever wish these kind of experiences on anyone, but they are a part of life, and we know looking at what nature does. Nature is a, a constant cycle of birth and new beginnings, and whether that be a baby bird or a seedling or a, or a young child being born, um, or it being a new opportunity, a new love, a new relationship, a new home, a new job, any of those type of things. There's always those exciting parts of things. But in order for that to happen, there is always death as well. And whether that be the death of a loved one, the end of a relationship, the end of, you know, anything that brings us joy that, that that's kind of the the journey that life is and i guess we we celebrate the new because we know about the pain of the darkness and it is that that kind of polarization that makes life so glorious and such an amazing celebration so let me kind of run you through um what i reach for and different things that i also have guided other people to work with in in the past as well when it comes to especially that grief and that that deep loss and especially the death of someone who's really dear to us so the first crystal that i recommend when it comes to grief is a crystal called an apache tear 
Now, an apachitia is a small, kind of round, little piece of lava. And they're often formed, you know, when you see a volcano erupting and you'll see these kind of bits of lava and hot things flying in the air. And these will land on the ground and cool and they turn into these little black balls. Sometimes they've got kind of a whiteness over the top of them. Now, why are they called Napachitia? Because there's a legend about these, that once there was um, some of the um, warriors, the men of the Apache tribe, were being pursued by the US cavalry. And they ended up being cornered on the edge of a cliff. And rather than surrender, they all decided to jump off the cliff. Now, the Apache women, the women of that tribe, upon hearing that, they cried. They cried deeply with great sorrow and grief for the loss. But they cried so so much not just for their own personal loss, but also for the loss of everyone else that would ever experience the pain that they were experiencing right then. The loss of a loved one or loved ones. And as their tears hit the ground, it formed those Apache tears. And so Apache tears are this ongoing gift that I would give someone who has lost someone or that I reach for when I am experiencing that kind of loss to remind us that when we feel we've lost something and we can feel rather alone when we lose a parent or a partner or someone who's really close to us, there's this emptiness within us. But for me, the Apache tears really remind us that in our grief, we are also connected because we all experience that. It means we're alive. So it brings comfort. The other beautiful thing about Apache tears is that Apache tears, being obsidian and having that volcanic energy, volcanoes have that energy within them, that power within them, and they allow us to bring that up to the surface. So on those days where you don't want to get out of bed because it's just a really dark day and nothing really inspires you and wanting to do anything and, you know, it's hard. And Apache Tia is there to remind you that you're not alone, but also to help you harness that energy within you and to keep on going. Because the worst thing I, I feel we could do is, you know, yes, we must grieve and remember and take a moment to pause and remember the light that special people bring into our lives, but they would hate to see us to stop. I don't think any anyone whose past would ever wish to be grieved forever. And the Apache Tear is an amazing amulet to carry with you for the weeks after uh, the loss of someone. You know, it's a nice one just to have in your pocket. And I think what happens when, whenever there's any type of loss, and I experience this with the loss of, you know, in breakup of relationships, when my father passed away, you know, any of that, you'll be fine. And then something will trigger it. You hear a song, a memory, and something, and or you'll see something in your house, and that, and that's where you just reach for the Apache tear and find that strength within, and just breathe. Now, another crystal that I really recommend during any kind of period of sadness or grief is jet. Jet is actually not a crystal. It is um, it's allowed to hang out with the crystal family, but it's actually fossilized organic matter or trees, and. Um, because of that it has a life force or still contains a bit of that life force like we have within us so jet is really good at helping to remove low vibration energies that we don't want to hold on to anymore the other beautiful thing about jet is actually when you rub it or touch it it actually has quite a smooth and gentle touch to it as well so when my father passed away five years ago at the funeral you know it can be really hard when someone that close to passes away and you know you're there at the funeral and there's so many people that have come to, you know, honour your father or honour 
your partner or your parent or your grandparent or whoever it may be and that type of thing. Um, but you kind of feel a bit like you're on show and you've got to kind of hold it all together and that type of thing. That's really, it's, yeah, I'm sure many of you that have experienced that can relate to that type of thing as well. But Jed is a really nice one to hold on to, to just, I, I had a little palm stone and I just hold it in my hand and I just rub it and just bring me that comfort and that soothing. Um, I think there's definitely a time for there to be grief and crying and that kind of thing, but some, at, you know, at funerals or at wakes or when you've got to just get out there and do something, sometimes you've got to really, um, you know, you've got to hold together for a minute and that's where Jet helps you just for that short time. It's not about rep- repressing and burying those tears and not allowing them to come at all because I'm, I I think that can be very dangerous. Um, but it's about just absorbing that in the moment to helping you get on and that type of thing. So those two are my absolute favorite two crystals for actually during the grieving process, Jet and Apache Tear. In saying that, any black crystal is going to help. Any black obsidian is going to give you that strength and that power. Uh, black onyx is going to be really great for helping you just kind of to, you know, all the, that kind of energy around you that's dragging you down. It's going to be nice for that as well. Black tourmaline is going to help to shift and transmute that and help you work through the grieving process and any of that type of thing. So also allow your intuition to guide you. And that's going to be, you know, but black crystals are absolutely amazing for dealing with that. We want to obviously in that process go through that process but we want to come out the other side we want to move on we want to continue on with our lives um and so this is where um one crystal that i absolutely love is a crystal called seraphonite now seraphonite is a deep green crystal but where it gains its name is throughout this green crystal these white kind of wings they look like angel wings so it's actually named after the seraphim which is an order of the angels and seraphonite is great. It, for me, when I work with it, when I hold it, when I think of it, when I tune into seraphonite, it is as though I visualize these big wings, like I have my own angel wings. They just unfurl and they help me to rise above it. So when you are ready to write, I need to lift above this and now start stepping out of that, reach for your seraphonite. Seraphonite comes in that green with that white. There is also a golden seraphonite. It's quite rare, but it is instead of a green, it's a black, and the wings, instead of being white, are quite golden. Very protective, and you know when you're in any times of adversity or challenge. Um, unfortunately, I think sometimes funerals and the death of one person can bring out the worst in other people. There can be fights over money and wills and what's meant to happen and all that type of thing. If you need to rise out of that and be protected from that, then definitely look for some golden seraphonite if you can. Obviously, what can happen whenever there is a loss, there is a risk that the heart chakra can become underactive. It starts to protect itself because I've been hurt, I'm suffering loss, and so what I want to do is I want to not stay open. I don't want to keep that flow of love open because that's painful. But we, if we close off to love, then we close off to those new experiences. We close off to the, the new opportunities, the new joys, the pleasurable part of life. And we just kind of get stuck in that one side of the seesaw. We get stuck in that dark, that dismal, that negative, that pessimistic side. And so any crystals that work with the heart chakra are absolutely amazing. Even the ones that we talked about with the... Um, with the high heart chakra in last week's episode. Absolutely amazing. So this is where you're going to look for your green 
crystals. You can look for your pink crystals. All of these are going to work really well with the heart chakra. If I could recommend some, green and pink opals are really good. They bring back a bit of playfulness, a bit of joy, a bit of a giggle type of thing. Rose quartz, of course, is great, especially if there's any issues around that loss and there's a need for forgiveness. You know, for me, my friend who, who passed away, I hadn't spoken to her in a f- in few weeks and just checked in to see how she was going. And there's a bit of a like, I should have been a better friend. I should have checked in. Um, rose quartz is really good for, for allowing that forgiveness of, you know, if you're angry at someone who's passed away or someone who's left in whatever capacity, death or leaving a relationship, or you're angry at yourself for some reason, rose quartz can be really beautiful in that in that way. Um, Praesolite. P-R-A-S-I-O-L-I-T-E. Praesolite is um, a green type of quartz, sometimes referred to as green amethyst. And again, really good for helping stimulate the heart chakra. If you need a bit more of a boost, if you're really feeling that you're going down into a dark, dark place and you're not sure how to bounce back out of that, go with Moldavite. Moldavite is an amazing tektite. So it was formed when a meteor crashed into the Czech Republic. And so when you're holding Moldavite, you're basically holding a combination, a fusion of the Earth, of Mother Earth and Stardust fused together from the heavens. So this is a very powerful and potent crystal that really helps you fall back in love with life again. It's my favorite. You know, when I think about Moldavite, that's what reminds me, fall back in love with life again. So open up that heart as well. Other crystals that can be really good. Emerald is amazing. Um... Morganite, which is a pink emerald, is really good. Your tourmalines, your green tourmaline, your pink tourmaline is really good. Your um, watermelon tourmaline, which is pink with green tourmaline growing around it, absolutely amazing. Rhodochrosite, rhodonite, these crystals are all going to be really quite powerful for helping you to kind of get back up um, and, you know, allow, make sure that, you know, when, whenever, we lo- whenever we lose someone, there's going to be a lot, there's going to be a scar. But we don't want that scar to become too detrimental that it stops us from, you know, letting embracing the new that comes on. If you do feel that you need a bit more joy in your life, you know, I, I kind of get this feeling of, you know, it's been a dark time, the curtains are closed, you've been sitting in the darkness, and eventually we have to open the curtains and let the sun shine in. From a crystalline point of view, citrine or amethyst are really good. Citrine is basically, for me, sunshine in a stone. And wherever the sun shines, there can be no darkness anymore. And citrine, citrine brings that in. Amber is sometimes referred to as teardrops from the sun. It's a detoxifier on many, many different levels. And so its detoxifying energy helps, again, to take away unwanted energy, to cleanse the space and to bring new energy into the space as well. So these can be really nice to grid around a space or for you to carry or wear as well. There was one final crystal that I was reaching for during this time um, that was kind of, it was one I was I thought I was going to need if I was going to have to make that choice to have my um, have Ava, my cat, put down. And that is Angelite. Angelite is a crystal that I recommend if you do, especially with a pet, have to, um, have, you know, a pet passes away and you bury them. It's just a really nice gift to um, place into their um into their grave with them. Um, it helps to carry the soul up to the heavens with the angels. It's a gentle, kind of very peaceful one. It brings peace to the soul and that type of thing. So I had an angelite heart. You know, it was something that I kind of got out and was like, right, 
I think I'm going to need this in the next 24 hours. So, you know, so if ever that comes, that can be a really nice one as well. Now, if you do feel that the pain is lingering for a long time, there's a couple of crystals that I'd really look at working with. The first one would be cobalto calcite. It's a vibrant pink calcite, and it's really good for cleansing and clearing heavy energies around the heart. There is another type of pink calcite called manganocalcite. That's great for initial heartbreaks, especially if um, you know a relationship breaks down especially. But if there's lingering energy, then yeah, cobalto calcite with that cobalt in it. Cobalt really brings in a really um, alchemical, magical, potent kind of energy to it. If you're like, you know, that person passed away a year ago or that relationship ended five years ago and still harboring remorse, then cobalto calcite's really good. If you're ready to go through a real kind of liberation, an emotional liberation, my favorite emotional healing crystal for the heart chakra and also the higher heart chakra is a crystal known as quantum quattro. You'll see me wearing a lot this week if you happen to see me on any social medias. Quantum quattro is a rare crystal that was found in 1996 in Namibia. It is a combination of malachite, dioptase, shatterkite, chrysocolla, and smoky quartz. And each of these crystals plays a potent and important role in, a, in facilitating any type of emotional healing, whether it be getting over sadness, grief, sorrow, and loss, as we're talking about on this episode, or whether it just be anything that's happened in the past, it's just time it needs to go. So first of all, you've got that malachite in there, that rich, deep green crystal. And malachite goes into the soul, looks for things that we've repressed, and said, I'll deal with that later, and then drags them back up to the surface and brings them to our forefront. Malachite is known as the crystal of paradise, and how we experience paradise is not by ignoring things, but by dealing with them and coming out the other side. So malachite, will it, it works really well with a butterfly. You know, with that butterfly analogy that the caterpillar must go into the cocoon, it must face the darkness in order to come out the other side. So malachite is absolutely amazing in that way. You've then got shatterkite. Shatterkite is an indigo crystal, so it works the third eye chakra. And it helps us really do this inner inquiry and look at what's happened and to understand it for what it truly is. You know, when we are holding on to some resentment or some pain or some suffering, that tends to be we've taken an attitude. And I find from my experience and from other people I've worked with that it can be a bit of a lopsided um, perception that we're holding on to. It was unfair. It's this or that or that kind of thing. Shatterkite helps to kind of shift and look at a bigger picture and maybe look at some different perspectives and go, okay, this is what it had to happen. Relationships had to end. I'm glad that, you know, that partner broke up with me because I would have hated to still five years later still be in a relationship with someone who didn't really want to be with me. People pass away when they get old. You know, although that kind of Shatterkite's going to help that kind of comprehension, I guess would be the best word I can use. And you can work with these crystals separately, of course, but of course they're all in this quantum quattro. Dioptase. Dioptase, I talked about that last week in the higher heart chakra, is an amazing one for acceptance. Acceptance of other people, acceptance of yourself, and acceptance of life as it is. And so once we come to realize, you know, this is how life is, dioptase really helps us to open our heart to that and embrace that and go, I'm okay with that. Chrysocola, this beautiful soft blue crystal, it has this nurturing Mother Earth kind of energy to it. And it's very much about allowing you just to release, let it go kind of thing. And then you've got some smoky quartz in there. 
that brings that comforting and that grounding afterwards and almost gives you a big hug. So that would be one if you're feeling some real emotional pain, whether you, you know, you've, you know, sometimes people have a really rough trot where, you know, their father passes away and then their mother passes away and then their dog passes away all in three months or something like that type of thing. Or you just feel that your heart is heavy with burden and pain and suffering, then I would really be looking at Quantum Quattro. Those are the different crystals that I'd recommend. Um, and I hope I've kind of taken you through that journey of where I'm traveling with and, and what I've reached for and will be reaching for type of thing. The memorial um, for my friend will be on this Sunday, which will be the same day as the podcast comes out. And that's where the jet will come out and and that'll keep me, I guess it'll, it'll give me comfort throughout the day. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to explore the essential oils that I've reached for. Plus, I want to talk to you about a bit of animal wisdom and there are two different angels that I called on um, that have really helped me through this time. One to do with my friend, one to do with my cat. Um, and they're not all kind of dark and, you know, despondent and gloomy in that kind of way as well. So you're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. I'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. The weekend that just passed, I was dealing with the possible um, passing of my feline companion, my beautiful Ava, and also in dealing with that and possibly having to make a choice financially and also what would be best for her, um, whether to have her put down or not, um, I found out that one of my best friends passed away. So it's been a challenging, a dark few days. I'm, you know, today I'm feeling better. Tomorrow, who knows? The memorial on Sunday um, with my for my friend will be a tough day. Luckily, Ava's back at home and feeling a lot better and on the up and up. But throughout this process, essential oils played a role as well. Um, I want to kind of journey through them a little bit. And the first um, few oils I want to talk to you about is I did receive a text message from um, my friend's partner about 48 hours before. She passed away, um, just saying that my friend Fern had um, was kind of restless in her sleep. She was stirring a lot. She was having nightmares and that type of thing. I didn't realize that she was near passing and then possibly even lingering in and out of consciousness. I actually read that as, um, you know, oh, she's just because of she's got some health challenges that she's having problems sleeping. What oils can I recommend? So the oils that I did recommend... Um, Anyone going through cancer or anything, anyone going through any big ordeal or tran transformation or transition type of thing, frankincense is the first. Frankincense has a unique ability that probably only caraway would be the other oil that is, has the ability to consecrate. Consecration is the ability to cleanse and remove unwanted energy and also to bless and protect at the same time. Now, normally you find there are oils that are great for cleansing. You know, you think of your lemongrasses and your eucalyptuses and so on, or there's ones that protect things like clove or, um, you know, a lot of the flower oils would protect the heart in different ways and things like that. Frankincense is one of the oils that actually will do both. Cleanse and get rid of what's not serving you, but also protect what's there as well. So that was the first one that I recommended. And, you know, People going through cancer, they've found frankincense to be amazing for the body, the mind, and the spirit. So that was a natural one. To help kind of, you know, when people, anyone 
is having problems sleeping or is kind of having trouble and things that wanting to come to the surface and you're battling with some demons and that type of thing to really get to the root of that you go to your root oils and this is where vetiver was the next one that i recommended so i recommended vetiver and i also recommended juniper berry now vetiver is great in meditation in contemplation or in sleep it has a very sedative energy it settles the mind it focuses the mind and allows us to clear away all the muck and to get to the root of an issue it's an oil of stillness it helps us to be still it's like you know the analogy you probably heard me use it before like our mind is a glass of muddy water and we keep shaking it around and vetiver just stops that glass shaking and allows all the mud to settle to the bottom so that we can kind of get that real clarity Juniper berry is an oil of the darkness. It allows us to go into the darkness to face our fears. It's my favorite oil for facing fears. But a lot of people also find it really helpful for night terrors. So these were the different oils that I recommended for my friend who was going through this kind of... And I remember seeing it with my father. I remember the last day um, before my father passed away that night and sitting in the room with him. Um, And he was almost delirious. You know, he kept looking in the room. It was almost though he was half not there anymore. And this is where we want to kind of bring some oils in to just bring them a little bit of comfort in that type of way. And, you know, these ones can be really powerful. And another oil, frankincense is often associated with that yang energy and that new life and bringing and that expansion. Whereas myrrh, myrrh is a really good one for helping us um, go through death. Any loss, any it is it is a healer, um, an amazing healer as well, and offers us comfort. But it just it allows us to have comfort when there is, I guess, whenever there is a time that tears are flowing in that type of way. So if you need to help anyone to pass in the future, if, if that comes up for you, I'd recommend looking at those oils: frankincense, myrrh, vetiver, and juniper berry. Mixing them in a carrier oil or a moisturizing cream and massaging them on the feet, as um, Fern's partner did for her um, in her last couple of days, or whether it be diffusing in the room, spritzing, or, you know, when I went to see Ava, my cat, um, I had frankincense on to kind of bring that hope because there was still that hope with her, but also to bring that sense of specialness to how important she was as well. So I just basically anointed myself with that on the wrists and at the back of the neck. So I had that fragrance around me and that energy around me when we find out that we have lost someone obviously we go into a state of shock and trauma the best oil i find whenever that happens is neroli neroli is an oil that is gifted to us from the bitter orange tree it's gifted from the blossom so it's an orange blossom essential oil neroli has a higher linalol content and linalol if you've been listening to the uh the show for a while now you may have kind of gone oh he says that word occasionally linalol means it's what's in lavender what's make lavender relaxing in lavender there's about 35 percent linalol so it tells you how relaxing lavender is neroli about 60 to 65 percent so really quite calming only the only oil i know has more in it is magnolia and magnolia could be good as well very comforting but neroli i find really good for shock so, for example, talking about death and new life, my sister is five weeks due. We're getting her ready for her birth. Um, we're talking about oils such as lavender. We're talking about clary sage. And we're talking about neroli. And neroli, when she had her first child, I'm like, roll this all over you because the body obviously goes through trauma. When I injured my leg, when I pulled my, when I yeah, seriously injured my calf muscle, I put all the 
oils on like frankincense and lemongrass and copaiba and doTERRA has an amazing blend called ice blue i rubbed all that in for the ache and the pain and the injury but because i was so tense from the the trauma that my body had been through neroli came out as well so whenever there's been shock or trauma that initial finding out that that kind of processing time when you're almost in denial like is this actually happening like the world's just kind of paused that's where neroli is really comforting just to kind of help you breathe in that in that time now as i said before this is where once it's all sunk in i feel it's really important that you must have time to grieve you must allow those tears to flow you must you know go into those thoughts be reminded play those sad songs dwell in that darkness if you don't give yourself time to do that and that's what i allow myself to do on sunday evenings i have a Beautiful couple of friends. Thank you, Wes and Marcus. I went round to their house. I drunk. I smoked and I don't smoke. I only smoke when I'm really, really sad. So I probably have like three cigarettes a year on a really sad occasion. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, went and, and, and we ate junk food and we just, you know, Wes knew Fern as well, my friend. Um, and we just kind of just, we wallowed in it. And we allowed that. And I came home and that night I was still thinking about I think tomorrow morning I'm going to have to go down to the vet and, you know, be with Ava while she's put down and hold her little paw and that type of thing. So you can imagine how I was feeling. And the oil, that is amazing for allowing those tears to flow is Cyprus. So there's a bit of a story behind Cyprus. And it's based on a beautiful young man whose name was Suprasios. And he would go out into the forest and he didn't have a beloved pet cat. He had a beloved stag deer. And the two would spend all their time together. Now, one day, Suprasios met the beautiful god Apollo. And they too became really close. And they would meet in the forest each day and would spend time together. So one day, Suprasios and Apollo were in the forest along with the stag deer. And they were throwing javelins to see who would throw it the furthest. Because that's what boys did before they had playstations. Anyway, Suprasios, in wanting to make sure that he could impress Apollo, he looked behind him to make sure Apollo was watching. He threw the javelin, and not looking where he was aiming, cast the javelin with all his might. The javelin went straight into the heart of his beloved stag deer that collapsed immediately and died. And at that point in time, Suprasios knew that he couldn't bear to be on this planet for one more moment knowing that he had killed his beloved stag deer. And he begged and pleaded the, Apollo, the, the god Apollo, please let me go into the underworld, let me go to the other side, let me be with my stag deer. I can't bear to be here without him. But Apollo had grown so fond of Suprasios that he didn't want to lose him either. So what he did is he turned him into the cypress tree. And when you look at a cypress tree, the roots of the cypress tree will grow deep, deep into the ground, deep into the underworld, so Suprasios could be in touch with the stag deer. But they grow with this kind of conical shape with a point at the end pointing up to the heavens where Apollo was, so that Apollo could always be near Suprasios as well. So what you'll notice, especially in certain European countries around cemeteries, there'll be Cyprus. And Cyprus has long been associated with that grief, again, that recognition that we all have loss and regret and grief and that type of thing. On a physical level, I have found that when it comes to any fluid in our body, 
Will it be blood? <laughs> Will it be sweat? Will it be lymphatics? Will it be urine? Whether, you need, whether there's too much of that flowing or not enough of that flowing, then Cyprus is amazing, topically on the body, for equalizing flow. When it comes to tears, Cyprus is absolutely amazing, allowing those tears to flow. And all I did was I just diffused it that night in my bedtime, um, my bedroom diffuser, Cyprus was in there. And it just facilitated that flow and allowed me to feel comfortable crying and just, you know, to, to really sit in that kind of thing. So if you feel that the tears are there and they need a bit of a budge, work with Cypress essential oil. There are a whole variety of Cypress essential oils. There are ones from, you know, from Europe. There are ones native to Australia. I find them all to be, you know, they'll all do the same thing in, in this grief. They all have their different notes and their different aspects and that type of thing, but any Cypress essential oil would do. Another oil that I also worked with was an oil called Console. This is a blend by doTERRA. This comes in two different forms. You can either buy it in a pure little 5ml bottle. Amazing to diffuse as well. And that was what I was diffusing during the day. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Or it comes in what's called a touch version. And this is where it's actually um, in a roller. And it's diluted in fraction under coconut oil. So it's diluted where it can safely be used on the skin. Um, the amazing thing about this is... Coconut is actually a purification oil. That's what coconut represents. So it's helping to cleanse away unwanted energies, and it's also working on that safety and allowing your body to absorb that as well. So let me tell you a little bit about the kind of the comforting energy that Console has in it. I often call it my Suki La La blend. So whenever I'm feeling sad, not even, you know, I don't wait until I get to these kind of extreme levels that I've been over the last few days, but just anyway, where I'm just like, oh... Yeah, it's like a big hug. So what you've got in there, first of all, is you've got a couple of oils. You've got these real nice flower oils. So you've got things like ilang-ilang in there, and you've got rose in there. So they really kind of cradle the heart and bring that joy to the heart. You've then got some real strengthening oils in there. You've got frankincense. Um, you've got amorous, and you've got sandalwood. Now, these are amazing at giving you that strength. So you've kind of got these oils kind of offering you this hug, around the heart with the Lang Lang and Rose. You've got these big wood oils kind of giving you that strength. You'll be right kind of thing. You've got patchouli in there and patchouli is amazing kind of grounding and allowing you to drop into that present and really, you know, face whatever you're dealing with. So you've got this really kind of comforting blend. So I love it in that. But what I love about doTERRA and I don't reckon they, I think it's just the amazing way the universe works. But there always seems to be, with a lot of their blends, especially they have an emotional aromatherapy range, you know, which has oils to help motivate you and find your passion, bring cheer back and forgiveness of yourself and others and find inner peace and adapt to the stressful things that are happening around us and elevate us up and all these different kind of blends. And there always seems to be like one secret little oil in there, one or two little oils that kind of help us in some way. In... Console this blend, there are two. They are Osmanthus and Labdanum. Now you may not have heard of these oils. Let me tell you a little bit about them. So Osmanthus is a flower oil. And when you smell this oil by itself outside of a blend, it smells like peaches and apricots. And it straight away takes me to a sunrise. It reminds me, I don't know if, you, if you're the first person to get up in your household, and it's just when the sun is coming up, and it's all still quiet. And it's kind of peaceful and there's that anticipation and that almost that excitement about what will this day come? What will this day bring? So I've also been working with Osmanthus over the f last few months, you know, 
I made a resolution that I was no longer going to hold grudges and keep tally with my partner. You know how you get to the point where, you know, you get into it, you start bickering and you're like, well, on Tuesday you didn't do this and Thursday you forgot to do this and blah, 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 blah. My thing, my, my thing that I wanted to try was bring it up when it's an issue, but don't hold on to it. Don't be the scorekeeper who waits till we've got to 10 points and then we bring up the issue and explode and that type of thing. So I actually put osmanthus on my wrist and smell it in the morning and go, ah, fresh start. Labdamum is an oil from a tree called, or a plant called rock rose. And we actually get two different essential oils. I'm going to talk about the other one in a moment. But labdamum comes from the resin within this. And labdamum really helps us to re-remember our light and kind of gives us a push back out into the world. So what I love in Console, you've got these beautiful oils that will comfort you and give you that hug. But then you've got, you've got um, osmanthus and you've got labdamum in there that kind of go, okay, now, Tiger, get back on the bike, back on your horse, off you go again, in that type of way. So a really nice kind of beautiful one to help you deal with, feel with, kind of get through it all, but then also get on with it in that type of way as well. Other oils that I think can be really nice as we kind of go through, okay, now I'm ready to start healing. Never forget the power of lavender. It's an amazing oil. It Remember, it is a crown chakra, so it really brings in that spirituality. It really brings in um, the, um, the relaxation. I think what I love about lavender and in what we're talking about today is it does encourage you to slow down and to go through the process. You know, I love to jam-pack my days. And if I can cram 12 different things into a day, then I, by golly, will do it type of thing. And... It, my schedule had not planned for the weekend that I had and having to cancel that in one after the other and everyone was beautiful and totally understanding. Um, you've got to, you've got to create that space and lavender allows you to feel okay with doing that, that you're not disappointing people that you need to create space for these processes to happen again. Otherwise we repress them in that type of way. Again, with that sense of loss and feeling lonely, marjoram is absolutely amazing. Marjoram is a great oil to diffuse at night, but also really great to rub in during the day. It's actually really nice, I find, when I've got sore muscles, um, and we can obviously become quite tense and achy when we're grieving. Um, but marjoram is sacred to both Aphrodite or Venus, which is very much about love and connection. Um, so again, not feeling lonely, but also really um, sacred to Gaia or Mother Earth or the planet herself, and can really, you know, be nice and to remind you that, hey, we're all connected on this earth. We're all on this journey together. And Mother Earth is here to support you in whatever you need. So that is a really powerful oil to reach for in that way. In helping to deal with and process the what's actually happened and move along with life, there's a couple of oils that I really like. The first one, remember I was talking about that rock rose a moment ago and labdomen, which is a resin. Well, also there's kind of sticky resin that comes from the leaves and this is a different essential oil from the rock rose um, and it's called cystus cystus was actually discovered when it grows around the mediterranean and that type of area very sticky leaves and when sheep would actually walk past it um, it would stick to them and then the shepherds would notice when they'd pull the leaves off where they get that that cystus oil on their wounds it would heal really quickly and that's where it started to be used now, on a deeper level, cystus is also known, or the rock rose plant is sometimes known as crass tears, because it is this white flower, but with five petals, but on the centre 
right near the yellow middle of this flower. So you've got white petals, yellow middle, and then you've got this one kind of scarlet maroon red dot. And it looks like tears of blood kind of thing. So it's often referred to um, in parts of Spain, especially as Christ's tears. And this oil that comes from the leaf has this real sense of resurrection. That when we've been kind of lingering in that darkness for a while and we need that uplift, it's got a really uplifting kind of aroma. So when, again, you feel like you've been wallowed and it's time you need to kind of push yourself back off the bottom and start rising towards the light. We're talking about using crystals like, um, you know, amber and citrine before. Cystus would work really well with this. You could even bring in tugtopite, which is a crystal that ignites that passion within us once more. So the gift that Cystus brings us is called, um, or would be resurrection. Being reborn again, coming back, stepping back out into the light in that type of way. If you need the spelling of Cystus, it's C-I-S-T-U-S. Now the final essential oil that I find is really good for also helping us come to terms with the cycle of life is myrtle. So myrtle has a long history, another one associated with Venus, um, and has this connection to this innocence and usefulness and beauty. Um, but the Egyptians, you know, celebrated that bit of this beautiful white blossom, but that would fall away and then you'd get these black, blue-black berries, and that represented the underworld. And so, interestingly, this kind of white represented our, our journey on this plane, and then the black berries represented the underworld, where we... we pass and move on and that type of thing the interesting thing is the oil doesn't come from the berry or the blossom it comes from the leaf and the leaf is kind of always giving off this beautiful soft angelic kind of scent and that's almost represents the soul and the soul is always there during life and this incarnation and it's also there in the underworld as well and continues to live on and so i guess myrtle gives us that kind of angelic support because it is kind of got a bit of an angelic energy to it but also reminds us that life goes on we go on the person that passed they're still around still in some presence really good for mediumship if you want to connect with those that have passed on myrtle is one oil i'd recommend reaching for so really good in those types of ways to an amazing one for that just acknowledgement of that birth, life, death, rebirth kind of cycle that life exists and to kind of come to terms with that in that type of way a couple of episodes ago, I spoke about uh, Divana. Divana is an amazing essential oil gifted to a plant um, from its leaves and little flower buds um, in India, and it's associated with the Hindu god Shiva. Now, Shiva is the destroyer, but in destroying, he brings re he brings that rebirth as well. So he helps us deal with death, um, but he also lets us realize that we lost brings new opportunities and that type of thing. So Divana, again, is this beautiful one that will really help you to kind of come to terms with loss in any way and bring that new hope. One final oil I'm going to recommend is an oil actually called Hope. And this is, a, again, a blend that is made by doTERRA. The Hope oil is an amazing blend of essential oils. It has a really light, friendly aroma. And it is um, actually created to all the funds when you buy a bottle of the Hope Oil go directly to an organization, a charity called Operation Underground Railroad, which is a charity that rescues children around the world from sex trafficking. And so we give hope to these children and it helps with the, the saving of them and also you know, bringing them back into normal um, life afterwards, which you can imagine the rehabilitation is massive. So the hope oil helps in that way, and that's why it was created, but it brings hope to us all. 
And it is a really nice one, just has this nice lifting kind of energy about it. With a combination of that frankincense, that expansion, the Alanga language is about pleasure and joy and the vanilla in there as well, which is very much about joy as well. All in that base, that purification base of coconut oil as well. So this can be a really nice one, again, to bring in that hope and bring in that joy. So I hope I've kind of taken you on a journey with those essential oils of from dealing with and helping someone with death. Um, you dealing with the shock of it, allowing the grief, allowing the comfort, and then going through that healing, that process um, again, and until and we're bringing in that light and carrying on as well. One animal guide that I also went into a meditation about just to kind of help me through this is the penguin. Why on earth the penguin? Was it the black and white to do with life and death? Not necessarily, no. It was to do with the abilities of the penguin to fly. Now you might be going, penguins can't fly? Well, no, they can't fly through the air, which is the mental realm. But they fly through the water. If you've ever seen penguins swimming, they definitely fly through the water. They fly through the emotional realm. They help us to navigate through our emotions with ease and grace. And so when we are feeling emotionally kind of troubled or stuck, this is where penguin can be absolutely amazing. If you're feeling just totally overwhelmed and bogged in the water that has become that muddy that you just don't know how to get out, then platypus is an amazing animal, a very mystical and deep and wise animal that can navigate its way through murky water without being out of sea. And so when your emotional waters are murky, you can call upon platypus, of course, that beautiful Australian animal as well. Finally, I just want to touch on a couple of angels that I called on um, and that I do call upon in times like this. The first one that I called upon was Angel Ariel, A-R-I-E-L. Now, overall, Ariel is the guardian of the natural world, of the planet, of environments, of ecosystems, conservation, and all that type of thing. She's also the one that you call upon when there is a sick pet, and there is nothing worse I think the hard thing with a pet is you can't communicate to find out exactly how the pet's feeling or how they're doing. Even a child can kind of point and groan a little bit when they're sore. But, you know, animals, even that with cats, they have this survival instinct that they won't show that they're in pain or in agony until the last moment because that would show a weakness and that would make them, you know, susceptible to being a prey. So, you know, I felt really powerless of, you know, Ava, my cat, is in this cat hospital, half an hour drive away. I'm laying in bed, sobbing. What can I do? Because every time I think about it, I just cry more. And I just visualize this angel Ariel, this beautiful, soft, kind of pink, feminine energy, just patting um, Ava, patting my cat, and just reassuring and going, it's going to get better. Now... I would kind of pride myself on my knowledge and my experience of crystals and essential oils. You know, I've worked with them for 25 years. I feel really confident working with them. Angels, for me, were just something that have kind of dropped in in the last year or so, and I'm still a student. Although I'm still a student when it comes to crystals and essential oils. I think we never stop learning. But with, crystal, with, with angels, I'm diving in, I'm learning more, and that type of thing. But I've always had this kind of scepticism even about crystals and oils and all this, because I think a healthy scepticism is good. It stops you believing too much. And with the angels, I've kind of been like, I'm just going to test you because I need to kind of see what, what works for me and how we work together. 
And so all I'd do is I was asking Ariel, you know, I was visualizing her, stroking Ava, reassuring Ava, because I knew that she's in this kind of metal cage with other animals all around. It must be traumatic. And just said, I just need a miracle. The vets are telling me that it's not looking good, but I just need a miracle. And, you know, just do whatever you need to do. I don't know whether you can reverse things. I don't know whether you can just settle her down so she can heal properly, whatever. But I'm just asking that miracle. And that's whenever I just kind of felt helpless, I'd call an Ariel and that energy and go, just give me that miracle. Now, as I said earlier in the podcast, that Ava is fine. She's home now. She's going to need to have another operation to remove something in her head, but that will go fine. And she'll pretty much become back to the normal cat that she was before she fell sick. Was that the angels? Was that Ariel? I don't know. But it was a test that I asked the angels to help with, and they they came through. Just like I was going for a walk a while ago, and I was like, I wonder if angels really are real, whether it's just humankind that's made up these fantastical beings. And as I was kind of thinking that, I looked down, and there's a little white feather, which is one of the key symbols or signs that angels will send to kind of give you a little symbol. Or a little kind of nudge on the back and that type of thing. And that kind of went, okay, you got me. I believe in you. And that type of thing as well. So that was that. The second angel I want to talk about is an angel known as Azrael. And the name Azrael means whom helps God or who God helps. The angel is best known for appearing at the end of your life. And he's a great guardian who actually guides the soul from this realm to the next. So whenever you have... You find yourself in a situation where, and I found this with my father, with my nana, with my granddad. In fact, um, I think with with all of them, I sat down and there was that time when it was like, it's time to go and it's okay for you to go. And this is where you can ask Azrael to come in and actually help guide that person because often that person will be holding on. And, you know, whether they feel something's unresolved or they're scared in some way in Azrael, He's not a scary kind of, he's not a grim reaper kind of angel. He's a comforter in that type of way. However, this is not the only role that Azrael performs. You know, because throughout life we have lots of deaths. We have the ends of relationships, ends of a project, end of a term of study, whatever it may be. And Azrael will come to ease the letting go period. So Azrael not only helps us in letting go of, you know, our life at the end of our life, but it helps us to let go of that attachment. Now, when we're letting go of the attachment, the emotional attachment to someone, it doesn't mean we forget about them. It means we're letting go of that pain that, 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 that kind of holds us back. Because what happens is when we let go of that emotional attachment, it allows us to journey forward. I think of when I used to go, and I still love to go, to Perth Zoo. And one of my favorite animals to watch are the gibbons. And the gibbons swing around their enclosure so quickly, but with so much ease. But they always have to let go of one thing to grab onto the next. And that's exactly kind of the analogy of Azrael. Allows us to let go, to be free, to fly through the air for a second and then grab onto something else. And if you've ever seen a gibbon swing around an enclosure, hopefully you know exactly what I mean. So those are the different gifts that are around us to help us through times that are dark and, you know, those dark nights of the soul type of thing. I hope that this has been constructive helpful, supportive, and it might be one that you need to come back to, not right now, but at some other point in your life and just touch on these different gifts that have helped me and might help you as well. The one thing I have learned from this weekend is to remember what is important to us. 
we get so concerned with the business and all these little things that we forget about the importance of those that we love. With my partner, you know, we work together, we go to the gym together, we're pretty much with each other a lot of the time. And we'll bicker. And we'll even have these days where we're bickering non-stop. And throughout this ordeal that we've both been through over the last few days, there's just been this peacefulness and this kind of real appreciation of each other and letting those little things slide. It doesn't matter anymore. I think one thing I've learned from, you know, losing Fern is we never know when we will see someone for the last time. And, you know, many of my other friends who knew Fern well, we have Thanksgiving here every year and Fern would always be there. She'd walk into the room and she'd just light up the room with this sparkle in her eye. And some of my friends said, I was so looking forward to seeing Fern in a few weeks to find out what she'd been up to. They didn't know. We never know when someone walks out the door whether they're going to walk back in that. So let those little petty things go. Remember to tell people that you love them. Remember to make sure that, you know, you have that closure and that type of thing because you never know when you will or won't get that opportunity as well. And also for those that are left here to carry on, remember, I think sometimes we forget that our life will end too. Everything comes to an end. And if we don't appreciate each moment and really savour that, then the gift of life is being wasted. And before we know it, it'll go and we'll be filled with regret. So thank you very much for joining me on this journey. A little bit darker and a little bit more sombre than this podcast normally is. At the end of the day, as a tribute to Fern and as a tribute to all those that have passed, it is my passion and my commitment to celebrate life, to celebrate nature, to celebrate all the gifts that Mother Earth has gifted us and to make the most out of our life. To be healed, to be passionate, to be free, to be loving, to be powerful. And that's what this podcast will continue to be. A celebration of those things, a joyous celebration of those things. But always there will be a memory of everything that has made that special in the past. I dedicate this show to Fern Nicholson, May she rest in peace. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram, as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.